Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited as always. We have another amazing entrepreneur on for you today. And her name is Mandy Nicholson, and she's from the United Kingdom. Mandy, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show today. I know we're going to have a great episode for our audience. You're going to touch on a lot of really valuable stuff for them. And your story is very inspiring. So I can't wait for you to share. Why don't you tell our audience exactly what it is that you do, how you got into it and what you're up to now? Okay. So I am the creative genius consultant. I'm an artist. I'm an author and I'm a creative retreater owner in Scotland. And I help creative women to launch, grow and scale their businesses and make more money. I got into it because I was a frustrated creative. I had not followed my passion and I'd made money in so many different areas. But, you know, the myth of the starving artist and the layers that society puts upon, if you're creative, you're not going to make any money. I believed that for many decades. So eventually, with a loving push from my late husband, I stepped into the creative space and decided to make an impact and make change. That's excellent. Now, aside from your coaching business, you also own a mini castle where you do your retreats. And it, it sounds like you do so many things. You make greeting cards, you paint, you have books. What am I missing? I have, at the minute, about 14 income streams coming into my business. My mini castle came about because I put a castle on my vision board when I'd bought my dream home for cash. And I've been at rock bottom. I lost everything in 2009. I rebuilt my life. I bought my dream home for cash in 2019 and launched my creative business. And then I said, what's next? Let's stick a castle on the vision board and let's go big. I want a castle so I can bring people from all over the world to creative retreats. That was a three million pound castle. I knew it was going to take me a while to get there. It was a 10-year plan. And then in 2020, when COVID hit, my husband died. And that could have rocked my world again, but I used his passion for life to really drive me forward. He really knew how to live. So about 11 months after he died, I put my house on the market, decided I was going over the border to Scotland, and I was going to find something. And the universe presented me with a miniature version of the very castle that was on my vision board. And I ended up buying the old bank on the high street in Dalbeatie in Scotland. And it looked exactly like the castle on a smaller version. And I bought it for cash. And I've been renovating it for 12 months. And I now run those creative retreats from this location, which is two years into my 10-year plan. And I'm doing it 
That's so cool. And for anybody out there who doesn't believe in vision boards, this is living proof that it works. And I hear stories like that all the time. People get the exact house that they put on their vision board. And it's just the kind of thing where when you put it there and you look at it every day, it seeps into your subconscious and the universe starts drawing it into you. So that's really awesome. Now, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your story? I know you, you touched on it just briefly, but you were running a six-figure business and then you went bankrupt, you were a single mom, and now you've built yourself back up to where you are now. Maybe go into that a little bit more. And if you could share with our audience how going through that experience has helped to make you stronger and maybe inspire people who are kind of at the bottom of their trajectory right now, looking to head back up. Yeah. And I'm going to start by saying sometimes rock bottom is a great place to be for grounded yourself and realizing what you have had and how to use the knowledge that you've got. So yes, I had a six-figure career in retail. I'd gone to art college and couldn't get a job in the creative space and ended up forging a career in retail. Very successful, headhunted twice. And then in 2009, I had a series of unfortunate events. Something triggered it. It was a car crash. A big stag jumped out in front of me and I had a car crash. And this seemed to trigger one event after the other. And they were major life events. And it was almost like a reset, almost like the universe pressed the reset button and took me from where I was comfortable, two kids, two dogs, husband, business on the side, six figure career. And I ended up in a council in social housing with two, my two kids and two dogs as a single mum, 30 pounds in my bank account and a clapped out old car and nothing else. And it was really grounding for me. And I think at that point when we hit rock bottom, we can choose, can't we? We can choose to stay there and we can choose to wallow and we can choose to feel sorry for ourselves and, and pine for the thing that we had before, or we can choose to seize the moment and have the lesson and move forward. And I did just that. And very quickly I started a cleaning business and then I moved into another business and another business but still avoided my creativity because I believed the myth of the starving artist. So it took me, it didn't happen overnight. It took perseverance and it took belief in myself and it took investment in myself in terms of learning. But 10 years later, being able to go and pay for a dream home, £350,000 in cash felt like I'd won the lottery. And that was the turnaround. It took 10 years, but I did it. And along the way, I manifested my dream man. I manifested the money to buy this dream home. I manifested two very happy and stable children, despite their father not being part of the story anymore. So vision boards became a part of how I live my life. And I think now I can manifest anything because when you can turn that round, you can do anything. And that's just kept me moving forward and doing more and more. Yeah, it definitely gives you a lot of, I guess, self-confidence and also just knowledge and how strong and capable you are when you can start at the bottom and build your way back up. I like to say that often the worst things to happen to you are the best things to happen to you because you get to learn about who you are and you have to grow and stretch in a way that you would not otherwise do when you're just living a comfortable life. Yeah, I learned more then than I ever have learned in my entire life. I'm very grateful for that series of unfortunate events. That's why I wrote my book about it because I thought people need to hear this story. Because a lot of people struggle when they do lose things. And I think if you can tell your story, it helps others. Absolutely. Now, I want to touch on something you said before. I want to talk about the creative side of things because 
there are a lot of people who really do have this idea of the starving artist or that creative pursuits are just things that you do for fun, but they don't make you any money. You can't make a living out of it. What do you say to those people or how do you help them to see past that myth? Yes, it's it's an ingrained belief in society that you're not just not going to make any money. It's always going to be the select few, isn't it, that make the big money and the rest of us are starving artists. And the statistics back that up. Most artists are living on the poverty line. They're just getting by. And that goes right across the board for all creatives, authors as well. It's the select few that make the big money. But it's about business strategy. And I think what we learn is we learn creativity at university or college, but they don't equip you to become an entrepreneur or a business owner. And once you learn the business strategy and you learn that your product is as valuable as anything else, and you apply that to your creative business, you can be as successful. And I'm living proof of that because I have literally been painting pictures, writing books, creating coaching programs to help other creative women, buying mini castles and built a multiple six figure business. And I'm in the process of buying the salon next door to me to create a bistro and gallery now. So I haven't stopped. I'm still going. That went on my vision board in November 2022. It's just into February 2023. And I'm about to buy it. The bank's sending me the money next week. Amazing. Very inspirational. Now, for the coaching programs that you offer, who exactly do you work with a little bit more in detail? And what is the process you take them through in your coaching program? My signature program is the Creative Mastermind program, and it's a 12-month program. And it's a 12-month program because I think it takes that long for sustainable change for those creatives out there that have not been taught business to really learn what they need. So it's an investment in yourself. And I work with women, creative women. That's a choice. I've spent my entire career working with men. I loved working with men. But it's mainly women that are the hobbyists and doing these creative pursuits on the side and not realizing that they can actually monetize them. So that's the arena that I've decided to step into. I have other coaching programs. I work one-to-one with men and women. So there's lots of different ways I work with people. I do have a money mindset program that's for everybody. That's the main way. And I launch my creative mastermind program through a five-day challenge every quarter. We've just done one and it's been the most successful one we've done so far. Brought in the most money in January. Yeah. Amazing. That's great to hear. And how about your retreats? What do those look like? Okay, the retreats are something pretty special. People have used the word magical when they've come to the retreats here. So you can come for four days or seven days. And literally, you need nothing but the clothes on your back and a backpack because all your art materials are provided. All of your meals are provided. And I'm going to take you away from reality for four or seven days. And we are going to create together. And you're, I'm going to push the boundaries that you have in place for your creativity and your potential. What I want when people leave here for, is for them to be able to see and feel their true potential as a creative, but also as a human. So it's a magical thing. And I had a lot of ladies come and do the retreats are for anybody, females and males. But I had a lot of ladies come through the retreats last year and they went away feeling like teenagers again, ready to take on. They've gone away and done big things in their life. It's a mini castle. They're magical. Yeah. How could you go wrong? That sounds so much fun. I might have to come out there and check it out. Can you tell me what the biggest financial challenge in your business at this point is? It sounds like you have a lot going on. You have multiple income streams. You own your house. So it sounds like you're in a really good place, but what's the biggest financial challenge for you right now with the business? I suppose the biggest 
biggest challenge is because I'd become financially independent and I'd owned my dream home for cash. And when I moved to Scotland, I bought this property for cash. The biggest challenge I faced was the price of labor and and product to actually renovate the place. And it was actually almost three times the original quote for renovation. And I had to borrow money from the bank, which really didn't sit with me again because I'd been financially free and owned everything. So I'd borrowed it on a bridging loan over 12 months thinking I can make that money back. And now I'm in the process of refinancing that bridging loan and then having to borrow money from the bank. I've had to change my mindset again that it's okay to borrow money. And it's okay because there's a purpose behind that money. And it is just a flow of money in and a flow of money out. And I'd become overprotective of being able to own everything outright because of being at rock bottom and losing it all. So we all have money mindset issues along the way, don't we? So I've had to work through that. That's the biggest challenge I've had to face. We definitely all have money mindset issues. Even the most astute money person still has those subconscious things that are in there they probably don't even know about ingrained in there from when they were little, messages they picked up from society. Now, I normally ask people, what they're going to do when they get to financial freedom. But it sounds like you're pretty much there and doing it. Is there a next step for you? And what is that? I think so. Obviously, I'm, I've got this new project of the Bistro and Gallery. I'm also launching a new membership in April. And I can probably tell you, because this is in the US, I've just been approached by a major TV channel for a primetime TV series where they're going to be filming here in March. So I will be going on the telly with my B&B and with my retreats in March. So these are the things, and this is obviously, that's going to have a massive impact on my business. So who knows where it will go next? That's absolutely amazing. Your biggest plans or your biggest initiative for 2023 in your business, is that the bistro or is there something else that maybe you haven't talked about yet? I'm also bringing to life something that's been sitting in the background for quite some time, which is my series of children's books, which my children have been nagging me to get published for a long time. I found the perfect illustrator, which is one of my former clients. So it's currently in the process. The origin story is being illustrated. It's been written. They're all written. I just haven't brought them to life. So that's happening again as well this year, as well as all the other stuff. Sounds like you'll be busy for quite some time to come. Definitely. All right. Now, What would you say to entrepreneurs who want to lean more on their creative side and just really don't know how to incorporate the creativity more into their business or who maybe are scared to take that leap? I think creativity can be quite scary and quite outside of your comfort zone. But I think entrepreneurs by nature are creative in the way that we think, in the way that we behave in business. And I think incorporating some really simple creative things into how you plan and how you approach your business. So while I'm talking to you now, I'm sitting looking at a four foot mind map in multiple colors that maps out the whole of 2023 for me. And the act of putting pen to paper in such a big way is really creative. And it helps you to see the connection and synergy between all the things you do and all the opportunities that lay on the other side of some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, use creative methods. Don't be frightened. You don't have to have Excel spreadsheets all the time or Word documents. My my girlfriend really doesn't like spreadsheets. So I keep joking that one day we're going to make glittery spreadsheets for her so that they're more fun and more creative. 
But yeah, it's important to find that balance between the systems and processes you need and the things that really light you up because there are some people out there who really do love spreadsheets. I'm nerdy like that. I enjoy a good spreadsheet. But for most people, that's not really what gets the fire inside them going. And if you don't find that balance, you're going to burn out because you're not going to love what you're doing. And I think it's giving yourself permission that it's okay to not follow what the rest of the world says you should do or thinks you should do. You can find your own way. Own way. I teach a lot on planning and goal setting and productivity. And my main message is find a system that works for you. Here's what I do, but don't stick to what I do. Find something that works for you, that you enjoy, that makes you put planning and productivity and goal setting at the top instead of one of those jobs that you don't like doing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today? Goodness, there's so much, isn't there? I, If you want to read my story, then go and buy my book. You can find me as an author on Amazon. My book is called The Life I Won, and it's written under my pen name, AJ King. And that's the first of three books, because I landed a three-book deal with the publisher with that book. So I'm now under pressure to write book two, so that might be on the agenda this year as well. But I think there's so much happening in my life. And what I would say is, we are all capable, we're only operating about 20% of our potential maximum. Some of us are only operating at 10. You can do so much more once you remove the fear. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned where people can find the book. If they want to find out more about your coaching programs or your retreats, where can they go to do that? You can go to my website, mandynicholson.co.uk, and that takes you to my other website, to all my socials, and to how you can work with me. So everything is on that website. It's easier to send everybody there than anywhere else. Makes sense. This has been a great interview. You've had so many wonderful insights to share and just your story is absolutely amazing. So I think I'm going to have to read your book. And (laughs) to anybody out there who is really struggling or thinks that there's not a path forward, there absolutely is. You just have to learn the lessons that come your way and keep your chin up and just keep pushing through and have that vision because the vision is crucial. It's going to keep you focused and it's what will push you forward even when things seem the darkest. Absolutely. 100%. Awesome. Manny, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really loved having you on. Yeah, I just appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to talk with us. My pleasure. It's a joy to talk to you. And if you're listening out there and you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can leave a five-star review for us as well. And if you are a six-figure online entrepreneur like Mandy is and you'd like to come on the show, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com and apply. We'd love to have you on as well. Manny, thanks again. Thank you. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances 
and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.